Welcome to Black and White, a conversation with Dan Perkins. It's time to bring all of us together to talk about the issues that concern us. It's time to hear from people who want to deal with only the facts. And it's time for you, as Americans, to re-engage in your right of freedom of speech. It's time for you to join me in the conversation on Blacks and Whites. Welcome back to Black and White. This is Dan Perkins, and joining us today is a gentleman who has been on the show before. And before we came on there, we were reminiscing about some of the, the subject matter we talked about. And several shows ago, we having had a conversation about what we're going to have again today. And so uh, Scott Shepard is joining us from the National Center for Public Policy and Research. And um, it's a nonprofit. So um, good to see you again, sir. Great to see you again, Dan. All right, sir. So let's just talk about um what your what what position that gave you uh, coverage recently as to what you believe is going on at the at the corporations yeah well i mean we don't have to look any further than the top of the world this week at uh, at davos where all the ceos and all of the the the, the important politicians are meeting together to decide how to run our lives for us and of course, um, Larry Fink and Brian Moynihan at, at BlackRock and Bank of America, respectively, they both made comments this week that, well, first, Larry's, Larry wants us to know that he's just, gosh golly, he's upset that we're calling him, we're making things personal and we're calling him names when he wants to control our lives. You know, that he doesn't, I, uh, I had it on good authority from BlackRock that, you know, I've, I've, I've called him a Bond villain and a, a comic book villain before and he just doesn't like that well you know my response to that was that larry fink can stop being called a comic book villain when he stopped being a comic book villain this is a man worth billions white straight male old who forces other corporations to embrace equity which means discrimination against white people straight people and men um he expects us peons to not be able to succeed according to our merit not be able to achieve, but to take sit at the back of the bus so that he doesn't have to feel quite so guilty for all of his billions. And he flies in his private jet to the top of the world to lecture us on our carbon use. The average attendee at Davos has a, a carbon footprint one million times bigger than that of the average American. And yet they're trying to constrain our use so that they have plenty of carbon to live the life of a world nobility. And that's what we're seeing across these corporations. They've taken uh, their duties to, to shareholders, their fi uh, fiduciary duties, which are still there in the law, and trashed right. them so that they can work out their hard left personal policy preferences using shareholder assets um, against their employees, against their clients. We're seeing debanking at Bank of America and at Chase and at other, uh, other too big to fail banks that we all backstop with our tax dollars. Um, so, you know, mm -hmm. in a nutshell, it's monstrous, egotistical, wealthy people wanting to subject and constrain our lives so that they can live as, as a, a global royalty, um, uh, the high life. You know, Scott, I, I was listening to what you're saying and I was flashing in my brain was <clears throat> um, what I would call the odd fellow out that I saw in the press coverage of. Uh, Davos. <clears throat> now, I'm 
perfectly willing to agree that I have seen the the big figureheads talk about over the years what goes on at Davos. But I was surprised this week that that Joe Manchin was there. Yeah. And Christine Cinema was there. And I'm saying, right. how does how does Joe Manchin fit in with the president of Bank of America or Bill Gates or 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 or, or any of these multi-billionaire and, and influential people, why would those two senators be there? And I'm not asking you to, to opine as to why. I just thought it was strange. And, and, and Manchin admitted that he screwed up in what he said because he was trying to say something profound and it didn't come out the way he wanted to and he had to go back and apologize for it. So, yeah, that, <laughs> but, 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 the, but the issue here is um, I don't see a process. Maybe you can help me. I don't see how we reverse this. I don't see how we how do we get how do we get rid of all the white people? Do we just kill them? <laughs> well, I uh, I think one way to reverse it is through the political processes. I think the conservatives and middle of the roaders and libertarians in this country have finally begun to realize that um, what CEOs want all of, for all the years that. Uh, conservatives could just think, well, you know, businesses are on the side of freedom. That's not even vaguely true anymore. And for all the years that they thought, we don't want to pass any laws affecting business. We want the lowest number of laws possible. That's nonsense. What we want is the right constellation of laws to guarantee free markets and to guarantee human freedom for the average American. And um, and I think that conservatives and, and all of us on the right are, are finally starting to figure that out in ways that will matter when we have the levers of government again. I think that if we elect an administration next time that's not only conservative, but competent and really can drain the swamp, I think that uh, they'll also uh, uh, get after these corporations for violating their fiduciary duties, for um, uh, breaking the law, conspiring uh, to deny civil rights, because you know we all have the same civil rights. All employees, all clients have the civil rights not to be discriminated against on the basis of their race, their sex, and their orientation, even if companies uh, prefer other races, sexes, or orientations and call them diverse. The label diverse isn't a free ticket to violate the Constitution. And so when you're forcing other companies to uh, to discriminate on the basis of race, sex, and orientation the way that um, Larry Fink has said very directly that he is, and Brian Moynihan has said very directly that he is, that's what equity means, then uh, they're, co they're committing a criminal conspiracy to deny other American civil rights. And, you know, maybe if they got some jail time, as they should, that would, that would wrap this back up. But also, we, we shareholders um, have to start suing for, I mean, these breaches of, of fiduciary duty are deep and they're profound. And there are shareholder derivative suits and other derivatives and other suits that can be brought against these corporations. Um, what they're doing is they're violating their fiduciary duties by um, sell. It's called self-dealing um, in the in the uh, law. They're acting on their own interests, their personal policy preferences, rather than the objectively established best interests of shareholders and the the profitability of of their companies. 
um, and they're doing it in a way that's fairly blatant and under the law, they should be held liable in their pockets um, for the damage that they're causing their corporations and for violating the law. They should have to pay personally. So even if we don't see some of these guys in jail, we should see them uh, living on the standard of living of the average American after their money's rightly been taken as damages in these lawsuits. And then I suspect those, they'll uh, suddenly, uh, carbon footprints won't matter so much to them. They'll be on the side of us, us plain folks who want to have reliable energy and affordable energy and don't want to be frozen to death and, and unable to travel from our homes in the, way that they, in the way that they do now. So I think there's lots of ways for us to fight back. Um, we just have to get on it. I have uh, cautiously been optimistic in the House in the first week or so of Kevin McCarthy as speaker and what he's doing as far as committee assignments and taking people on who should never, never been put on those committees, obviously change of chairman of various committees. Um, and now that we have a new issue with the Biden papers, and we've yep. got two two committees. I think it's judiciary and government oversight. I'm not sure the second one is right, but I know it's judiciary with Jim Jordan, uh, indicating that they're going to look into this situation. But there seems to be, Scott, to be a lot of things that need to be looked into. Do you think that the new Republican Congress will have the tenacity to want to do the right thing? Well, I think that the uh, the glorious 20 who brushed Kevin McCarthy off the off the plate for a few days. I mean, you know what happened with that is that McCarthy was being uh, respectful of conservative interests and of the House Study Committee or House, whatever that, that group of the Freedom Caucus, being uh, respectful of their views, which represent the vast majority of Republicans. You know, we have this awful problem where it's only 20 uh, members of the House delegation uh, who, who uh, speak for freedom, but it's the vast majority of Republican voters. And, and so it was good that those 20 spoke up. And because what McCarthy had done is he paid attention to them. And then there was all that talk of the red wave, which um, uh, uh, Turtle um, um, McConnell in the Senate and Donald Trump working at cross purposes, but, but managed to, to uh, blow the, the red wave back out to sea. And so we didn't get that. And then he had to, he had to negotiate because every vote mattered, McCarthy. Um, but if he treated them with respect all along, none of that would have happened. So good for them for sticking his feet to the fire. And I hope, uh, I hope he's at least stand up, stand up enough to, to continue with what he agreed with. But the, the number of hearings and investigations that these, uh, uh, these congressmen need to to undertake is and sadly the list is nearly endless. Uh, the SEC is a lawless organization that ought to be brought before um, uh, hearings, uh, investigative committees all the time. Um, the too big to fail bank CEOs. Jamie Dimon is talking a real good game about how we all know that ESG is BS and that um, what it turns out to be is a a, and a committee full of self-appointed do-gooder teenagers running companies, um, except we know that they're not do-gooders and they're really after uh, power for their own policy preferences. But he says all of that, 
but then Chase debanked um, uh, Ambassador Brownbeck's uh, religious freedom organization and lied about why it did it, uh, has debanked all sorts of other conservatives, never any liberals. Uh, and more recently, we've been pushing it and other organizations have been pushing it to adopt a viewpoint diversity index um, that that uh, companies would participate in, Chase will participate in the way it participates in HRC's equality index, an index that in order to get its perfect score means they have to go down the line on the, the radical lunatic uh, gender theory that HRC has, has adopted. Uh, we'd like them to, to adopt the viewpoint diversity index. We found out that the way you get indexes adopted is by having big investors uh, push for them tried to set up a meeting between big investors who we'd lined up and, and the company, and now the company is refusing to meet with these big investors. So in other words, Chase and these other banks that are backstop, they're too big to fail banks, so they get to keep their profits. All of us taxpayers have to eat their losses. And yet, again and again, they debank conservatives. Um, they, they change the rules to avoid uh, doing for conservative groups what they do for, for left-wing groups. And just today, Brian Moynihan, the CEO of Bank of America, is running his trap in Davos about how we ought to, um, uh, how the, the world needs to set world ESG standards that would somehow trump national law and duty to shareholders uh, and, and state corporate laws, uh, because the, the, the good people at Davos want to make sure that no discrimination comes to him. Brian Moynihan's family isn't. Uh, becoming lower middle class in order to support equity, but so that the people who gather at Davos, un unelected and unappointed, can run our lives for us. And so um, the, the number of investigations, the number of uh, hearings that, that need to be undertaken is almost endless, but those are a couple of good ways to start in the corporate world. We've got about a, a minute before we go to break. Um, I, I, what, what do you think of, the, of what you know today could all change tomorrow because of what you don't know. But what you know today, what do you think is the most important issue for the Republicans to address in the House? Oh, well, you know, that's a that's a very long list. And I we work in the corporate stuff, so I've got a long list of goodies that I'd like them to get involved in, in investigating. But I think without any question in the world, um, there has to be a church commission. It was the 70s commission that looked into the CIA has to be a church commission aimed at the FBI and the Justice Department, and that roots out uh, branch and core, all of these imbeciles who think that going to a, a, a parent-teacher conference or to a school board meeting and asking questions is terrorism, that flying a Betsy Ross flag, known as the first flag of the United States of America, is terrorism, but actual terrorism, like, all that happened in the summer of 2020 and and um, so much that's happening in the collusion between the FBI and the Department of Justice and, and the CDC and other organizations and and um, uh, private companies to to censor Americans. All of that real terrorism and violation of law, all of that has to be investigated and swept out. And I think it can start with this Congress, but it's going to take a, a competent conservative administration uh, to clear it out, root and branch. But if that doesn't happen, the republic is over. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're speaking with Scott Shepard, a, a lawyer and uh, uh, an insider in Washington as to what's going on. We'll be right back.
Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation Program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to the website cambridgeyescredit.org forward slash bw hyphen podcast and get your house in order. Welcome back. And we're talking to Scott Shepard, an attorney, and and, uh, uh, we've had him on the show several times. And we're talking about governance in the private sector and what needs to be done. Um, I want to uh, start off this second segment with the degree of lawlessness that has been taking place over the last 10 years. And I mean lawlessness of our government and agencies of our government. Um, you know, and we, we, we had, uh, I think it was 50, quote, 51 national security experts who said in 2020, well, 2019, 2020, that the Hunter Biden computer was bogus. It was Russian propaganda. And now everybody's saying, well, no, that was a mistake. But I haven't, other than one, I haven't yet to see any of the other 50 or 49 admit that they were wrong. What, what that illustrates, I mean, again, it illustrates the corruption of the deep state. Everybody knew, everybody knew that that, that, that laptop was not fake. It was real. I mean, there were, there, the stuff that was coming out of it was unfakeable. That it wasn't fake. Everybody knew that. Everybody in the media, CNN and New York Times, Washington, they all lied and they knew they were lying in order to protect the, uh, the Biden administration. Just like Merrick Garland, who remember that Barack Obama told us that he was a straight shooter and he would be a perfect candidate for the Supreme Court and right down the middle. This guy is the most corrupt uh, attorney general since Doherty in the, uh, in the um, Harding administration. And his Darty's corruption was plain compared to this. He was just stealing money. This guy is <laughs> absolutely trying to, to tear down the free foundations of American government with the going after the parents as terrorists, with the the dawn raid at Mar-a-Lago, but not sending FBI agents to the investigation of Biden's house. Now that we we find out that he had all sorts of confidential information in his house, we find out that that. Uh, uh, Hunter was renting it during that period while he was employed by Chinese agents. I mean, the Biden family is corrupt as it can be. And if the deep state weren't corrupt as it could be, um, Biden, uh, Hunter would already be in jail and the Biden administration would be on its way to being uh, impeached root and core and branch in ways that even the Democrats would have to go along with because this is absolute profound corruption. I mean, we knew... For years, years ago, we knew that somehow the Clintons were getting indescribably rich 
by running a charity. Now, look, I work for one five hundred one c three. I work for a, a charitable nonprofit organization. I'm not rich. Mm-hmm. We knew that that was fraud. We knew that it was deceit. Somehow, that never got that never got investigated. Um, so, I mean, just the, going to the point we were talking about before the break, all of this has to be has to be cleaned up. And um, we, I would expect, and I think you should expect, and everybody should expect, uh, the Democrats and the the, the 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 deep state to fight uglier and to violate more laws and to do more crazy things because a lot of people are going to jail when this finally gets investigated and all the way looked through. And so it's an existential threat to the people who have been deeply involved in all. Let me ask you a, a legal question. Uh, I'm only, a, I'm not a real attorney. I'm just a practicing attorney. Um, I've been practicing for a long time and I still haven't got it right. As I understand it from the constitution, the House Judiciary Committee is the committee that would issue a bill of impeachment for a possible impeachment of the President of the United States or uh, anybody. And then they hold hearings, they take a vote, then it goes to the floor of the House as to whether or not there will be a, a, a bill of impeachment against the President, as we're talking about. The Constitution says that the the House will be the prosecutors and the Senate will be the jury and the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is the, the court judge. Yep, that's all right. Yeah, now my, my question is, and the jury is all 100 senators, not, it's not a, a select few. Is it possible under the Constitution that the House could impeach the president, pass a bill of impeachment, and the Senate refused to take it up? Well, I think if the majority in the Senate just refused to act, it would be very hard. It would be very hard uh, to get any remedy to their refusal to act because the House would have to sue the Senate to force it to act. It would have to sue in the Supreme Court. Presumably the chief, I mean, it'd be an open question whether the chief would have to recuse because the chief would be the judge if there's a trial. Right. The Senate is refusing to schedule one. And then there's the political question doctrine. And it seems to me that the court would be very, very eager to punt and say, the Senate's treatment of its own calendar is a political question. Um, because the House can pass bills, other bills, that the Senate just refuses to take up. Right. And so, as a practical matter, we've never seen an impeachment when the House was in the hands of one party and the Senate in the hands of another. And I think this is one of the very good reasons why. Um, I, I think that trying to impeach Joe Biden, unless the Democrats are on side, or at least a lot of them, the way that a lot of them were on side uh, against Dick Nixon, by August the sixth of August to seventy four, I think that would be a waste of extraordinarily valuable time. That any, you know, we, we've got too many other things to investigate. We can go after the deep state. We can we can uh, uh, genuinely fix corrupt some corrupt things. Whereas, you know, getting Captain Ice Cream replaced by whatever nickname we want for, for Kamala. 
this, and I can think of a few, but and I won't share them here. Uh, uh, getting rid of Captain Ice Cream to replace him with with the Vice President doesn't doesn't strike me as serving a lot of purpose. Well, it just see it seems to me that for a different reason, I I agree with you. I I, I the the Democrats and the Republican senators do not want Kamala Harris to be president of the United States, even if it's for a short period of time. So I, they, can, they can refuse to hold hearings, the, the trial, um, because they don't want the outcome of the trial. Because, and, but you could, have a, you could have a situation that if things, if the Republicans truly do bring out a lot of stuff and the American public begins to understand how corrupt this administration is, uh, and and uh, they can begin to put pressure on the Senate. Hey, you you got to do your duty. You got you got to you got to try this man for the charges that are articulated. But I I think you know I I did. Uh, I do a lot of interviews and I do interviews typically at the end of the year and people will say to me, so Dan, what were the, what were the most important issues that you saw in 2022? And I, I said to, to everybody that asked me to be on their show, I think the most important issue in 2022 was the fact that the Senate didn't change hands and the house changed hands by a small minority of people. And I said, the reason why I think that's important is that on one side of the table, we had the American people saying 70 to 80%. In fact, at the year-end survey, 70% of eligible voters said the country's going in the wrong direction. Yet the country said that it was going in the wrong direction, yet, they didn't really change the direction of the country in the election of the House and the Senate. So the it wasn't to me so much that the red wave didn't happen, is that what we found out was that even though Fox may be the number one in cable, if you add up ABC, CBS, NBC, and CNN and MSNBC, their audiences are four to seven times greater than the total audience of, C of, of Fox News. So the idea that a lot of people really had no idea what's going on because they didn't get their news from the alternative side, they got the news from the mainstream side who refused to talk about the issues. Question is, with the Republicans in control of the House and hearings, and the hearings are talking about being prime time, Will people become wide awake now about what's going on and realize I never knew that and what change? Well, I mean, keep in mind that the generic ballot um, uh, polls, I think, turned out to be pretty much right. I think that the total number of votes for Republicans in 2022 outnumbered the total number of votes for Democrats by at least in the House races, by 4%, which is, which is a huge number because usually there are giant agglomerations of House seats in urban areas 
uh, with with you know 90, 10 uh, votes. Um, so there was a big turnout um, for conservatives in 2022. The distribution um, wasn't helpful in part. I think that's because of the games that that majority minority leader and still minority leader McConnell was playing uh, to 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 spite Trump and the choices that Donald Trump had made in picking candidates that were terrible. Um, and so if we can get past both, this is just a personal belief, but if we can get past both of those and to a new leader of the party, somebody who's, who gets through the primaries in 2024 um, and who is competent and really understands government, understands how to drain the deep state, has proven uh, his nows or her nows at, at running things um, and then wins, I think that's going to be blockbuster. I think that's going to be the end of this creeping uh, attempt by the hard, hard left to destroy American liberty. Um, but I, I mean, I agree with you that there are a lot of Americans who don't pay much attention. And there are a lot of lefties who just, uh, their hearts might be in the right place, but their, their minds, uh, yeah. <laughs> Someplace else. So, That's right. So do you think when we start, as we're starting 2023, and we now are about a year and a half away or so from the presidential election of 24, do you think Donald Trump will be on the ballot in 24? I'm not sure. Disregard that uh, Joe Biden suddenly took down his tax record uh, recently, which suggests to me that, that there's certainly quite a lot to dig into to dig into there. But, but I don't think that uh, they were ever going to find anything criminally illegal for Donald Trump. And I think they'd find all sorts of criminal illegality if they looked into their own, into their own behaviors. Um, but I don't think that's why if, if Donald Trump isn't going to end up being on the ballot in 24, I don't think that's why. I think it's going to be because um, the people who want genuine and competent conservatives to win have put their money somewhere else, have put their chips somewhere else. We have been speaking with uh, uh, wonderful guest, Scott Shepard, and uh, thank you for joining us today and sharing your opinions, and we'll have you on again. Thank you so much, Dan. Anytime. Have a good you one. Bet. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining us today, and we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com and give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.